Hello again, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer to seek the kind of faith that made Jesus marvel and makes Jesus marvel today. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone that comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I thank you for listening to the podcast today as we diligently seek together God through his word and through his spirit. And that brings me to the subject of my message today, which is entitled The Word and the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit. And I just wanted to share with you today what the Lord uh, keeps on impressing upon me day in and day out. Um, I'm somebody who has come to just love the Word of God. I love my Bible. I really do. And it's precious to me. I love to read the Bible because I can hear from God, because His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, um, teaches us the Word of God. And it says that throughout the Scriptures that, that the Spirit who inspired the written Word of God also teaches us and helps us to understand and also how to apply uh, God's Word to our lives. And it's just so vital that we not only know God through through the Word, through His written Word, but by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who wrote this holy, it's called a holy Bible. It says right on your Bible, it's a holy Bible because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit and it's taught to us by the Spirit. So I think the more we learn the Word, the more we learn how to walk in the Spirit and the two go hand in hand. And I think it's really amazing to me that Jesus um, was was very, very careful to let us know that his word and his spirit are one. And now that we're born again, as a born again believer in Jesus Christ, we have the spirit of God. We've been united with him in spirit. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the Bible says. God has shed his love abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit who he's given us. And really, um, God wants to show us that his word and his spirit are really one. They're inseparable. And a good example of this, and there's so many in the Bible, but in John 14, 10, Jesus is, is talking to the disciples. And of course, he speaks to us today through this very same word. And he says, believe, believes, believest now, believest thou not that I am in the Father and then the Father is in me? In other words, he's saying, do you believe I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? He said, the, the words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he doeth the works. So his words and his works are inseparable, right? The two are, are one. And he says, uh, he goes on to say in 11, believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me. In other words, believe my words, he says, or else believe me for the work's sake. Let me read that again. Believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, or believe me for the work's sake. So he's saying, if you don't believe my words that I'm speaking, then look at the works. And in other words, look at the, the, the spirit uh, and what it's producing, what the word produces. And I think that's just amazing that God just, uh, Jesus himself taught us the vitality of knowing the word. Jesus himself, we see um, when he was uh, 12 years of age 
and his parents uh, were coming back from Jerusalem, they realized that he had stayed behind. And it wasn't until I think a full day's journey that they realized that Jesus was missing from the caravan. And uh, they, they had to go back to Jerusalem and find him. After three days, they found him in the temple. And it said that he was sitting there learning from all the teachers, right, of the Torah, uh, the the books of Moses and from the prophets and all of these religious teachers. He was sitting there learning and he was asking questions. And it says in, uh, in um, his parents came back and found him. They said, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, you scared us half to death and you were missing. And I'm sure they were terrified of any of us who have ever lost a child. Can you imagine losing God's son? <laughs> oh my God, um, how they felt, but they were so happy to find him. But he said to them, he said, didn't you know that I'd be in my father's house? And he was sitting there learning. And, you know, we don't even hear from Jesus uh, or see him in the Gospels again from that time of age 12 until he's 30 and he begins his ministry. So there's this 18-year gap there where I believe, um, as, as I just read in Luke 2.52, it says that he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. I think Jesus... As a human, he was fully God and fully man, but as a human, he came down and humbled himself, it says in Philippians 2, and took on the form of a, of a human being, flesh and blood. And I think he, I, he did this as an example to show us how we could live, how a human being could be born again and learn to live with the Spirit, but also by the Word of God. And I think Jesus, he learned, he, he grew, and, and uh, he did this as a human as an example for us to show us that we, what we as humans could do. He came down, let's put it this way, to where we are in this flesh world, in this fallen world, to bring us up to where he is in the spiritual world. And I think it's amazing that he shows us um, through, through his whole life the importance of the written word of God and having the Holy Spirit also. Those are two things that we receive at salvation. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as um, Peter says in, in Acts 2.38, right, the, the day of Pentecost, he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he says, this gift is not only for you, but for, for your children and your children's children and from everyone who will, who will ever come to believe in the word of God. So we get the word and the spirit as a package deal. And I think so many of us today are living with maybe just one or the other. People in the you know charismatic church may be uh, more bent towards just you know working, working and walking in the spirit, whereas maybe Baptists are more... Uh, lockstep with the word of God. But I think it's vital for us today to see the importance of the word and the spirit together. Look at Jesus's life. Look at um, how when when um, he first started his ministry, when he was baptized by John as a man, John did not want to baptize him, but Jesus said, we have to do this to fulfill all righteousness. He had to humble himself and get baptized by John the Baptist for the remission of sins. He who ha he knew no sin, he had no sin in him. So whose sins were, was, he, was he taking on? He was taking on ours. It was a picture of what his life was gonna be about and that he would be 
uh, the final once and for all sacrifice for all sin. But anyway, when he was baptized, water baptized, and he came up out of the water, uh, the Spirit of the Lord descended on him like a dove, it says in Matthew 3, 16, and a voice from heaven came. It was a voice of the Father, and it said, this is my son, in him I am well pleased. So we see the Spirit came upon Jesus right at the beginning of his ministry at age 30, and immediately he was led, it says, by that same Spirit out into the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil just attacked him and tried to get him to doubt who he was. The Father had just told him, you are my son and you am well pleased. And immediately the devil comes to him and says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus says, you know, get behind me, Satan. He says, it is written, man shall not live by by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He used the word of God to whoop the devil on every one of the temptations that the devil came uh, upon him with came up trying to come upon him with that spirit of suicide that we see so prevalent in the world today. And he said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from this mountain and the angels will catch you. And, and the devil tried to take the scripture and twist some, some beautiful scripture, some of the Psalms, and to say, oh, if you throw yourself down from this mountain, you know, the angels will, will take charge over you and catch you and all this. And Jesus says, no, you don't, devil. And again, he said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Um, so, so on every occasion for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus is, is battling against the devil and he's whooping him, literally whooping him with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. If Jesus himself had to do this, I think he was showing us how vital it is for us to get into the word. And again, the word and the spirit cannot be separated. Um, We see even Jesus when he's, again, at the beginning of his ministry, after um, his temptation, he goes into the temple and he, he, he brings out the word of God. They bring him the scroll of Isaiah and he reads in Isaiah 61, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, liberty for the oppressed, and to declare the year of the Lord's favor. And he stops right there. And it's amazing to me, he rolls out the word and and it says that everybody in the temple, when he read the word of God, the written word of God, they were overwhelmed by the spirit by which he spoke. So again, we can see how the word of God and the spirit of God are in lockstep. He elevated that temple when he, he, the word of God made flesh, actually read the written word of God in the scrolls and gave honor and, and reverence to the written word of God. And the spirit which wrote the word of God was upon him and everybody in the place could feel it. So it's absolutely amazing to me how people were in awe of the words God spoke and the spirit by which he spake. And for us, it's like the same thing today. He wants us to get, if, if it was important for Jesus to know the word of God, and to, to, to grow in grace and in favor and in stature and grow spiritually and mature as an example for us, how, how much more important is, is it for us to have a devotional life, to have time set aside 
a specific time set aside to get quiet with the Lord each day and to get into his word, to read the written word of God, just to get one nugget. You know, every word of God uh, is designed for a purpose. We, we, have, we have a word from God for every trial that we face in life. We have a verse for every adversity that we face. Again, we have a verse in scripture for every adversity that we face. And God knows how to give a word in due season to us when we're weary. I sometimes just, when I'm reading the Bible and doing my devotional time in the morning with the Lord and and praying to God, sometimes I just get one word, one scripture from God that really sets me free and helps me to see, man, God is just speaking to me through this word and through his spirit and loving on me and telling me, Jeff, you're forgiven. Maybe it's something I did the previous day or something that I'm repenting for, or I'm just trying to see that I too am a son with the little s. Jesus is the son of God, but it says that he came to bring many sons into glory in the book of Hebrews, and I, I think that's in the second chapter. But he, he calls us sons, and he invites us into the Father's house. And God is well-pleased with you, just like he's well-pleased with Christ, because Christ now lives in you through the Holy Spirit. And I just wanted you to see this today. Jesus says that, uh, I'm going to close with this, but uh, at the beginning of his ministry in Matthew 4, he, he ministers to the woman at the well, and, and uh, she sees that, this, that he's, he's speaking the word of God to her, and she also perceives, she said, I perceive you're a prophet. She could see that there was such power in his words, and he was really blessing this woman and ministering to her and 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 telling her that he knew everything about her even all the bad stuff right she had been living with all married to five different guys and was shacking up with the sixth guy and 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 she said man i perceive you're a prophet and she basically asked him like where do you worship like where do you go to church um we hear it's in jerusalem um you know our forefathers worshiped over on this mountain over here like where do you worship and jesus says that he tells her my father um is looking for worshipers who want to worship him in spirit and in truth. And as we know, his word is truth. John 17, 17, Father, sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth. So he was telling her, he said, there's a day coming when the Father will be looking. And I think that day is today for worshipers that worship God in spirit and in truth. In other words, the word and the spirit. And Jesus even says this, and I'm going to close with John 6, 63. He says, the flesh profits us nothing. He said, it's the, uh, let me start over. What he says, it's the spirit of God that quickens us or makes us alive. The flesh really profits us nothing. He said, the words that I speak to you, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is living. It's active. The written word of God Hebrews 4.12 says it's living, it's alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to cut through soul and spirit and divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God is a two-edged sword that helps us to whoop the devil to cut his head off when he comes against us with his ugly, evil spirit. We can whoop, whoop that devil with the word just like Jesus did in the wilderness, but it also cuts both ways. It cuts a lot of stuff off of us that we need to get off of us, cuts a lot of the sin and unbelief 
off of us as we read it and sit under it. So I want to close with that today. I hope you've enjoyed this message entitled The Word and the Spirit. And I want to encourage you today to get into God's Word today and watch His Spirit work in your life. Thank you so much and God bless you.